welcome back to the Key Coaching Podcast, where we discuss all things health, fitness, and mindset. And on today's episode, we have Porik O'Neill, my good friend, whose podcast I was actually on about say about two years ago now, and it was the first podcast I was actually ever on. So now the tables have turned, and Porik's on my one eventually. So Porik, do you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of a background to yourself for anyone who doesn't know you? Uh, so my name is Park O'Neill. I'm uh, 25 now, uh, living in Ireland. I'm a runner, I suppose, even though I don't like uh, categorizing myself as a runner because I feel very restricted when I say that. But I suppose I'm a runner. That's like what I'm probably best known for. I'm still in college and yeah. That's, You're still in college? Are you, are you still doing, what are you doing now, Park? Are you still doing the... I'm going back doing um, a master's in HR. Oh, no, really? Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah, so random enough now, but yeah, I go back to the Masters in HR. Fair play to you. And was there anything that kind of sparked you to, to do it or? Uh, so like ever since ever since I started running, like your mindset changes and everything, I don't know, involves your own like challenging yourself. And I've always like had a thing with helping people. Yeah. And in coaching and in, I kind of, don't know if I'll stay a coach, but I want to put on like, HR, I, like, I just like helping people. So I like to do a master's in HR, but I wouldn't actually like to work in HR. I'd like to have, um, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. It all works around like, basically running my own business. I'd like to have like... Like use the Jesus. skills from it, Park, I suppose. Use the skills from HR to put into my, to apply into my own business. And I just, I want to have like a company that actually just helps, just helps people no matter what. Like, whether it be the work world or the running world or whatever it is. Absolutely. I completely see where you're coming from because I suppose all of your running, and we'll get into it now, but like every, from the get-go, say, when you started running, it was always for a charity. Like, it was always for mm. someone else or you were doing something for someone else, Park. Um, You know, and there was always that intention of helping people behind it. And I suppose, obviously, the coaching aspect there as well, of helping people behind it I'd say you'd have so many people including myself reaching out to you about like running tips etc and helping people and I suppose going into HR it doesn't matter you don't need to really know what you're going to get from it but going into it is going to open so much avenues for a vision you might have down the line of helping people whatever way that may look you know, that's brilliant because that's something I always say to people. I'm like, it was actually my friend Kiva. She was on the podcast a while back and she said that she did physio for a while and she loved it. But she said she just had other things in her. She didn't know what it was that she wanted to pursue. So what she started doing then was doing all of her interests, basically putting time into all of her interests. So like things like you trying new things like yoga, Pilates, breathwork. She basically ended up like qualifying in all of them and now she's made a job for herself out of the three things that she loved to do do you know what I mean so I think it's like that wasn't meant to happen but it did so I think it's about like just going where going where your passion is and seeing kind of what comes out of it is that kind of the exactly historic? yeah I don't I don't actually I don't actually know what my vision is but I just know that I want to help people I know that if I do this that's just following along the kind of wave of yeah. helping people so I resume I'll end up I'll end up in a better place than I am now I suppose is what's going to happen absolutely no absolutely for sure I love that and that's like I don't know that's really inspiring for people to hear because you don't always need to know where you're going a lot of the time none of us know what the fuck we're at uh, me included so I just think it's nice to know for people to hear that like you don't always have to have like I'm the same like I have a vision for K coaching but I don't know how I'm going to get there yet but we'll get there some way like do you know what I mean yeah you just take your steps along the way but I actually just feel like I'm I don't know I, it was my birthday there a few weeks ago and I was like oh fucking 25 no actually I was like you need to get your life together I was like I don't know do you know when you'll be like 16 looking at people at 25 and like they They're have so... it all figured out don't they and no, I actually don't have a clue like Park, I feel like I'll get to 40 fucking five and I still won't know what I'm doing I know focus, I know 100% honestly fuck it but um, I suppose, Parik, going back to the start, like, how did you actually get into fitness in the first place? So the same as every, like, Irish child. Oh, yeah. Played, like, all the sports, like, George's Forest Down, played GA, soccer, whatever it is. 
Uh, so I played them all in rugby. But, and then, and I've told this story a thousand times now, but um, no, I would say I was about, no. I was about um, 16 years of age or something like that. And my uncle was in Milford Hospice. This is nothing that, there's no connection here at all. But my uncle was in Milford Hospice and I just said, we'll go for a cycle. There's no connection with those two things, but there happens to be a connection at the end, so I have to preface it with that. So I don't know how my mother let me out, but I went by myself and cycled to Valley Bunyan, which is about 90 kilometres from home. I haven't never really cycled before. Like I cycled about 15 kilometres maybe around home. So I just left and cycled. And my mother was absolutely shooting herself like. Uh, I fell off my bike in Newcastle West. I was at a roundabout and I hit the footpath and fell and there was like a family of like seven in the people carrying the started laughing anyway. Anyway, I got up and cycled to Valley Bunyan. I was grand like. And then I came home and I actually just had to go in and visit my uncle. Again, there was no connection. I just went in to visit him. And they told him he was like in awe or whatever. And he was like, next time you do it, I'll be on her back. And he just happened to say that. So then flat, fast forward to nine, when I was 19, he passed away shortly after he said that to me. And then I was 19 years of age. And I had my father's um, Dublin Marathon jersey from 1998 to the year I was born. He did the Dublin Marathon. And he put it in my bedroom. And it's always been there. And I always used to take it out from the age of like five or six up. And I always put a marathon on a pedestal, like on such a big, like you've no idea now. I put it on a huge pedestal. I was like, I'll never do that. Until I was, what, 19 years of age, I was like, do you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. So I did it. And then it just, my running just spiraled from there. Um, and I ended up doing, I ended up doing my first marathon and then ended up throwing myself into an ultra marathon. So I did 90 kilometers. So I ran the route I originally cycled and I made it against all odds. And then I just said that he was on my back and he must have been on my back the same way he taught me in he was inside Milford. And so that's how, I, that's how I started running in. Park, that's absolutely incredible. And that was, so that 90 kilometer run, was that, you? that was the first one you did, but was there one, was the 100 kilometer one then during lockdown? Yeah, so the 90 kilometer, I think was just before lockdown. And then the 100 kilometer was during lockdown in our, uh, was, that a, was there a two kilometer radius or a five kilometer radius? Yeah, because I just remember, oh, we'll get to that one. Sorry, I was just making sure that I was right, like chronologically. But the, so the 90 kilometer run. So you did the, was it the, the Dublin Marathon you did first? No, I did the Clannacilty Marathon first. Okay, Clannacilty Marathon. Um, and that was the year, was that the year your uncle? That was my very first marathon. Was that the year your uncle passed away? No, so... No, he passed away. He passed away. Jeez, I'm not actually 100% sure. No, I, I think he passed away a year before that or something. Okay. But I was like, I, I don't know. There's no, I don't know how it happened, but that's just the way it happened. And okay. then I don't know how it got into my head to do an ultramarathon straight after the marathon. No idea, but that's just the way it happened. I suppose it was there probably subconsciously, Porrick, like from growing up with seeing your dad's jersey and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I don't know, it was always in the back of my head, but I put it on, you have no idea now, like people put like marathons on pedestals, but I actually, like, yeah. I always looked at it, I always looked at it and was like, how did he do that? Yeah. I was like, I'll never yeah. be able to do that. Yeah. And it was only when, I don't know, Jesus, I actually have no idea. And I just yeah, said, just try it, I'll do a marathon. I'll just do it. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. So you obviously loved it. You obviously fell in love with running from there. Oh, uh, like you're going to do your first marathon now. It's it's the most emotional experience. It's such a roller coaster. Your first marathon. It's like I don't know. I still cry sometimes at the marathons. They're so emotional. They like they actually take your life and soul out of you. And I feel like in ultra marathons, you're so tired. You don't get the same emotional kick. You're yeah. just you're gone beyond the tiredness. But marathons always just give you that like they run through your emotions. It's like yeah, you're there like. I, I don't I don't have headphones when I do marathons, so you're there like talking to yourself and then you're at the like 25 kilometer point and you're like I'm going to give up actually this is actually the worst thing ever like why do I put myself into this and then you get to like 32 kilometers and you're like this is even worse I'm starting to cramp this is shocking and then you get to like 35 and you're like right so I can see the end now I'll finish out so there's only eight kilometers and then you just get to the end but I don't know it's such an emotional experience yeah do you ever find in your runs for it that it's it's very um hard to describe do you ever find that there's I don't know there's not much that goes through my head at the best times now but like if there's a lot going on like if there's a lot going on in your head do you ever find this is what I find for me for me personally like if I go out and run and I just if there's a lot going on 
and I just don't put in my headphones and I just go out and I run I can like process everything and kind of go through things and Jesus sometimes I can get very like emotional on my run or whatever sometimes I just afterwards I feel like I've went through it now in my head and I'm like I can deal with things better and then afterwards do you ever find that like it helps like obviously it helps mentally but do you know what I mean going through like emotional process um it's like a it's like a it's like meditation yeah it is there's a big massive there's a big link there um and you could be on um I've never felt a flow state like I have in runs where I've actually had so much to think about and like I don't know you'd be so way down going out for a run you go for a run and then like usually if I'm very way, way down I go for like a long run so I'm like yeah. maybe like 15 or 16 kilometers and I could be at the ninth kilometer I just built the gate and then I could be the ninth kilometer before I realized that I'm at run I'm actually running at all because you have so much going on in your head yeah if you're like in a flow state of processing I don't know whatever issues or whatever problems that you would like that are in your day or whatever it is I don't know but like you're a joy you could just get like you just say it along to nine kilometer like Jesus how would yeah. I get here like that's how I feel like it's like I go out for a run like that and your legs feel so heavy and mentally you're just like I'm not going to be able to run a kilometer like and then next thing I've like I'm 11 kilometers like I was to do 11 kilometer run there the day and like I looked I looked down at my phone or whatever and I was like I had one kilometer left and I was like Jesus, I'm only getting good. Like, I was like, I only feel yeah. good now. Like, do you know what I mean? I only felt good 100%. at the 11 kilometers. And I was like, oh, sure, fuck, it's all now. Like, do you know that kind of way? It's mad. But so you did 100%. the 42.2, and then you went on and did the 90 kilometer one. And that was for ca- cancer, wasn't it, Porik? Yeah, that was for yeah. cancer, yeah. Okay. And how did you find that? At the 90 kilometers was very tough. I, tra- I trained myself for the first marathon and for the first ultra marathon, I had no coach or nothing. So you can imagine yeah. I was very under, under trained, like, and yeah. um, I didn't have the distance, the weekly mileage done for a 90 kilometer run at all. Uh, so I think I ran about 50k and then ended up walking, running and ended up walking in the last every 10 kilometers with no running at all, which I, that was tough, very tough, but it was a great challenge because I'd be very, uh, I wouldn't give myself the credit that I probably deserve. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and I'd be very hard on myself, and that like made me like step myself out of my comfort zone. Like, Jesus, you're actually well able to do this now. So that like set me up for I think everything else. But I still I was on the hundred mile run there in uh, Belfast that yeah. I I didn't yeah. complete properly, um, and I still question myself. I still be like, we're not good enough to do this. I'd still have those thoughts during the runs, like so. I don't know, whatever it is. I'd still like, you're not, you're not a runner. Like, who are you? Like, we have on the runs. That was the same thing. I have no headphones, but I don't know what it is. I just be very hard on myself, like. So I need a challenge, nearly always to like when I do the challenge, I'm like, right, you're well able to prove yourself. But I, I feel like because I, 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 I didn't complete the last two hundred miles, that I'm still very hard on myself. So I just have to go and complete it at some stage. But yeah, I've, I've always been very hard on myself. But that 90 kilometer run, actually, completing that set me up for everything else because it actually gave me the confidence that I actually was good enough, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the main thing is, number one, Pork, you finished it. Number two, you didn't have a coach. Like, you did that on your own. Like, you know what I mean? And I think, as well, it's not about... I don't know. It's not about always having to... like. It doesn't matter what way you finish, essentially. It was the fact that you pulled yourself over the line. Like, I don't think, you know, some people would be like 50K, sure, I'm fucked, like injured, whatever is wrong with me, I'm gone, done, lights out, like forget about the running. Whereas you can never be a failure if you never give up. Do you know what I mean? True. It doesn't matter how you finish. All that matters is that you finish. But that's it. And even like the fact that you finished it in itself, like you wouldn't have even be, been a failure if you if you did the 50k and then you know decided okay I'm going to come back now and you know try something after this again you still got over the line at the 90k you know what I mean so maybe yeah 100% Porik, that resilience is there and no one can take that from you do you know what I mean I know yeah yeah 100% and that actually gave me a the finishing that gave me a great conference to do everything else I don't know it all stuff like that just spirals. Right away, we're talking about there as I don't have a vision, but I know if 
like I'll do something and I'll know or I do have a vision and I know what I want but I don't know how I'm going to get there I'm the same it's the same time. thing with yeah no but you know with that it's the same yeah. with the running it's the okay. same with I never had like I finished 90 kilometers and was like I don't know where I'm going to go next but I'm going to do something I'm going yeah. to do something bigger than 90 kilometers and it's the same thing we're saying there um, yeah about after the marathon actually I, I, I can't yeah yeah, yeah. I was, I was yeah. like jeez I can't say that but it's you, you, you keep like you keep kicking the can down the road and it just keeps spiraling and all of a sudden you like you're like looking at it going like jeez how did I get here no absolutely and like in the midst of that part of that 90 kilometer run like how much money did you raise for for cancer in that time like so I raised 4,000 like 4,000 for cancer that day but for like it's spiraled massively out of control yeah. since then like, do you know what I mean? And like, when you bring it back to that, that's all at the end of the day, like that, you know, that's your main purpose. And that's like what really matters at the end of the day as well, Park. Like, you know, 100%, I mean? 100%. Like, do you know, when you bring it back to that about the amount of people that you're helping at the end of the day because of this, like, it's just absolutely incredible. And like, that probably is one of your main drivers as well, Park, is it to keep, like, to keep going? Yeah, well, I, yeah. I don't I won't do I'm not gonna tell anyone when I do the hundred miles again I'm gonna keep it to myself and I even want to put up yeah. on social media. I'll put up I'll put up that I'm training um and people will know that I'm training but they don't know what I'm training for. Well yeah probably all gonna know now. But no. I'm not gonna raise any money. it's such a when you don't complete something like that and you're like there's money, people have donated money and it's I know it's all going to a good cause, but you feel like I've you have I just feel like I've let so much people down. But and you even like you, the whole world could tell me you haven't like, but you know, but you could say you that. But feel then, that like, yourself. In my head, absolutely. I'm like, no, absolutely. Yeah, because you had, a you, had a, you had a challenge set, and then yeah, and I, I like I like the pressure, but I just actually just need to take it off now so that I can move on, and I don't know what's going to happen after this. Like, but I just need to have it ticked off. No, absolutely, and I that's you, you know, know it was something I like went over and back for for so long about this marathon. I was like. I was going to do it for mental health and then I wasn't and then I was and then I wasn't. I was like, do you know what? I just, I'm doing it in memory of a very special person and I just want to do it for him and I don't want anything attached to it. Isn't that funny? Like, I definitely will do things for charity again down the line. But I don't know what it is in me that was just like, I don't want it to be a big thing. He wouldn't have liked that. Do you know what I mean? And I just, he wasn't someone who wanted like all the all eyes on him kind of thing and I just think I it's just personal to me like I just want to do it for him do you know what I mean like I 100% can't... well he, he he'll know it's for him and you'll know it's for him and that's kind of all that well that's Matter. all that is in your head like that's yeah. it like, do you know yeah. what I mean so I think just for this one I think that's what I wanted like it was just yeah I just didn't want anything else Kind of, not in a bad way like but I just think like after that like I definitely would do marathons again or whatever or whatever I'm doing events again for charity absolutely but just for this one yeah and I think that's so nice part just doing it for yourself and like not feeling that pressure of like having to prove to anyone else it was it's only to yourself that you want to prove it to do you know what I mean I think and you can actually you probably get like I don't know I could be so wrong in saying this, but you can probably might get a lot more focus on it as well if it's just you yourself and that's it, like in it. Do you know what I mean? And there's none of this like hundred percent people texting you how you're getting on, and like that's great and all, but like it's still that kind of Jesus. Like if I don't complete this now and this person, it is, it's yeah, in it's in your head, and like no one is thinking that. Do you know what I mean? Like when you finished there, was it what eighty five kilometers you finished in? Out of the, yeah, like that was I was like, like how do you do 85 kilometers? I was like, fucking hell, 85 kilometers. I was like. Do you know what, do you know what you're saying there? You're going for your, um, you're going for your 11 kilometer run, you're on the 10 kilometer, you're on the kilometer left. And you're like, geez, this has gone way too fast. That was me at 85 kilometers, but I just, I couldn't keep going. I was like, I'm only starting now. I felt just, I don't know. And I just couldn't. I actually just couldn't walk or anything it was way too sore yeah like it's mad you know but I was actually only getting I was actually only getting going and you're like um, they say like what's that 50 miles they say like 50 miles and something it's like 50 to like 50 to 60 or 50 to 62 is very hard in any of those um, 100 mile runs because 
you're at 85 kilometers and you're in the middle of nowhere. But if you were to get to 100 kilometers, you're like, right, I've only have 60 kilometers left. But at 85 kilometers, you've gone so far, but you've nothing, you've nothing to show for it. That makes sense. Like 85 kilometers is such a long distance, but it's not a, it's not a, it's not, it's just past halfway of 160. But once you get to 100 kilometers, you only have 60 kilometers left, and you feel like there's less and less and less. So I was just waiting to get to 100 kilometers, and then I just couldn't get there. I was. Was that your Achilles? Uh, yeah, that was my Achilles. Yeah, I just I couldn't even I couldn't walk. Oh, I was so sick then. Oh my god, yeah, but it was the fact that like you still got the 85, and I feel like do you find that it's easier to accept failure now than you did back in say oh, way easier way um easier to accept failure, and I know I actually I'll be honest, I don't know if that's a good thing, but it is a good thing. I think it's sense, a good thing. But in other senses, but in other senses, it's not because you always have it in the back of your head that Jesus, if I like, I fail once and I failed again, and I don't know, but it it probably is a good thing. But uh, you don't want it to get too easy to fail as well. I know like, what you're trying like, to say. I know what you're trying to say, but I do believe that like like you have to fail time and time and time again. So when you do get it on that time, it was well, it was well worth getting it like you know 100 like and i think like the more you can fail the better like that's the way i feel like i i don't give a fuck about failing anymore as excuse my language but i just think like just go for it like just do it that's the way i think i'm like just go for it just do the thing fail time and time and time again the quicker you fail the quicker you learn like that's the way i see it true but, true but you don't want to be in a place either where um you're giving up becomes, you're comfortable of it. Yeah, giving up becomes, yeah, you don't want to be comfortable of it. So it's yeah. finding that balance. But 100%, um, I accept failure. Like, I accepted failure this time with a lot more grace than I did um, when I did 100, when I did the 10 marathons in 10 days and I couldn't believe it. I was, like, distraught, didn't know what to do with myself. I was actually, I'd say I was probably actually depressed. Was that the 100 kilometer one that you did not so, get? Was that the 10 kilometer? Was that, No. That was no at 100 kilometers was um a train it was basically a training day for the 10 marathon 10 days was 100 kilometers sorry sorry okay um and i finished that 100 kilometers but then i couldn't finish the 10 marathon 10 days and i thought that when i if i could do 100 kilometers one day i surely be able to do 10 marathon 10 days but it didn't end up happening like that either i got four and i couldn't i couldn't continue again because of my Achilles. but i accepted failure this time with an off that more grace like you just pick yourself up and I think that the moment I actually do complete 100 miles people will resonate more with it because I didn't just go out and run 100 miles once and I was oh sure and then people would say Sherman is obviously unreal fit he, he, sure so you run 100 miles there no bother Tim but like yeah, people might in my head yeah in my head people might say this time is you know he actually failed it twice and he kept going and then people might resonate more with that story maybe I don't know that's my coach for, me, anyway. Anyway, for me personally Borg, I've followed you for years now like years do you know what I mean um, even before I like became good friends with you or whatever and I always just found you so inspiring even when I wasn't running like I just found like your work ethic constantly showing up all of the time I found it so inspiring and I also found it so inspiring for what you were doing it for, always doing it for charity, mental health, cancer, all these different charities. And I was like, you know, I can do better because I'm looking at you doing all this and like, I can do better. And it's actually funny. When, how I noticed that, I think it's because I followed you for so long and I followed every single like challenge you've done. I know, I found it really inspiring that you took your failure this time with way more grace. I found that really inspiring because it me, it I was able to relate to it so much more because I'm like, you know, we're not alone in this and like we'll go again. You know, that kind of way. And it was more yeah. like, Jesus, like I can I, I will do it again and I'll go again. And I think that was re it was very inspiring to watch that rather than kind of being like, you know, really and I know you can control how you feel on the day or, or what you say on the day, but I just found that in particular, when you post like, look, lads, this is the way it is. It is what it is. And, and we'll get up and go again at some point. Like, you know, and I was just like, Jesus, like, that's unreal. That gives other people hope. Like you said, Park, 
you're not going out just doing it in the first time you're not going out doing it in the second time may take the third fourth fifth whatever but you're going to do it at the end of the day and you're going to get there and when you do it'll be that much sweeter and for everyone else following like you know what i mean they're going to be like jesus like the work that that took to get to there like i can do whatever it is you see i, I suppose that i i put my mind to that's something like i always try and instill in people and it's definitely something that you have like do you know would you say you're like a natural runner no no i wouldn't but i've ran so i've ran for so many years now like consistently that yeah i suppose i'm at a place where like if people started following me they do you probably think you are but i was in college in waterford and i used to like smoke and i used to like drink all like all the time and uh, i got injured playing hurling and i stopped and I started like just smoking, drinking, and just like being an absolute clown. Anyway, you're, I was young. <laughs> I'm still young, but I was young, and I got up to on a treadmill to run with lads from college, and I actually couldn't finish a kilometer at a, at an easy pace. And then I was like, Jesus, I can't keep doing this. Like this is shocking. So I started running in from there, like not talking about like marathons or anything, but like consistently trying to go for maybe a three k run every couple of days or a five k run every couple of days, and then it just led from there. Then. But like honestly, I got up on the treadmill. There was lads who testified to this. I ran six hundred meters and had to get off the treadmill, and I wasn't even going fast. Like, and there was lads who test. There was lads in college who were like, "This is shocking." Just good to show though. Like I keep telling people, like I'm not a natural runner. I'm not Horik. I run like a duck. Like I actually. I'm the worst running technique. Like I need to get I add that's one of my goals. I have to marry that is to work on my technique a small bit because Lord love and God, like I say people see me out running and be like, this one it's like God bless her. Like she you know she can't even get around somewhere in park. Like, no joke. And that is no joke. And like it's just the consistency. If you keep showing up, something has to give. If you put in enough input, it's like input versus output. If you put in enough, something has to come out of it, like. Do you agree? A hundred, a hundred percent. And running is actually such a testament to that. Like running is like a metaphor for life, I think, in that you don't have to add so much like every time you go running or even every week, but it's the same as progressive over in gym, I suppose. But it actually adds up so fast. Like if you actually just stopped and gave yourself like a year where you consistently added a kilometer every week, in a year you'd be a Mofera. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just exactly. consistently adding genuinely, but if you just consistently add like a kilometer, like you would actually you'd be halfway across the world if you oh, just added a kilometer every week or even a, a few kilometers every week. It's crazy, like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you think sometimes for it that like that negative self-talk and self-doubt? Do you think sometimes that that's your driver? Um yeah, definitely. Um, like I, I would never have been the most confident person growing up, and I, I suppose doing all those things like gave me a certain um element of confidence. But I now think my confidence is so attached to doing all those challenges that when I don't do them, I feel like I suffer, or I don't complete them. I feel like I suffer because I feel like some part of me links that to my original confidence. If that makes sense to you. So I feel like it's a positive thing and a, and a negative thing because my negative self-talk is such a big driver that I need to go again and, you know, uh, I need to go and do another run again. Or when I'm in a run and I don't feel like I can complete it, it'll drive me on because I know I have to ready for myself. But um, in the past few months, I've opened my eyes to, like, an awful lot about myself in terms of like, where I get my confidence from and who I am nearly That's when brilliant. I'm not running. That's brilliant. Do you know what you're, what you're saying? When I finished this marathon, I'm not going to know what to do it myself. That was me for a very, very long time. I actually, like, I connected my whole identity to, and you have, like, that's actually not healthy either at the same time. So you have to figure out the balance and figure out where you actually are when you're not running, I suppose. No. Or I... you're not doing whatever you love. You have to figure out, you have to find out, what, like, who you are. But yeah, my negative self talk is definitely a massive driver in anything. Yeah, running related anything anything related it's hard like because it's like you know you can use it to your advantage but sometimes it can be to your detriment you know it's like yeah you can use it to your advantage and you can use it as fuel kind of but then if you don't know how to manage it well enough next thing 
all you're doing is using exercise as therapy and that is not good like yeah it's 100% good, it's good as one as one part of helping like to emotionally regulate or whatever but if you're leaning on exercise as your sole part like sole way of like alleviating mental stress that is not good because what happens when you get injured a hundred percent I did my uh my uh so the course I did you do a level five level six level seven level eight and you can take a break at any stage and it's all exercise related so uh, you get a different qualification so it was diploma level seven and my actual uh diploma was the um what was this the psychological effects of forced retirement on elite level athletes and it's actually like insane in that all their all those elite level athletes are like their whole identity is their sport like that's all they've known and it goes into like from they were a child they like love the sport and they play it and their their parents probably forced them into playing it and keep playing it. And then all of a sudden you're 23, 24, all you've done all your life is be good at sport. Everyone knows you because you're good at sport. Your people in your school know you're good at sport. People around you, all your friends are good at sport and then you get injured and then no one's there for you because you don't have your manager anymore. You're retired. You can't hang it in the same social circle as you were because those lads are no training. It's crazy. Um, what they like are starting to do for like elite level people in sport to make sure they have something after life after sport but yeah that's when I realised and I was like I actually need to sort myself out because I was like I'm attaching my whole identity to this and um, when I don't finish a run I get so sad and so like depressed or when I'm not running I get so I don't feel like myself so I, I had to find I had to like strip it all back and no one really knows that even the people close to me wouldn't even know that but actually sat down with myself so often and like wrote down things and so like sat there and actually had to like work out through what I want to do with my life if I'm not running that's absolutely unbelievable and so admirable for it because that's a very uncomfortable thing to do like 100% you know what I mean the most uncomfortable, the most uncomfortable thing ever is sitting down and actually talking to yourself yeah. and having like ans- yeah. like asking the hard questions and trying to answer their questions because you're there like oh this is so grim and you're so vulnerable with yourself like it's crazy it's mad and like as well like we were just chatting before the podcast came on but like leaving the ego at the door and that is not an easy thing to do either and like you would have had to do that when you were questioning this like you know like it is very hard park if you're always identified as the runner or the person who's running 100 keys 10 marathons in 10 days Lent by Breath of Ireland, you did that. You ran it and cycled it, or did you cycle it? Uh, so I 10 days uh, ran from Sandy Mount to Salt Hill and then got a lift down the next morning and started to cycle from Mizzenhead to Melanhead. Park, what's going through your head when, when, you're do, when you're doing these things? I would love to be in your head for what's going on. Like, what's going on? Like, when, it get, when the going gets really, 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 really tough, do you have any kind of, like... This is me now. We that was speak out from my first no, now. So. No, that that's some that was that that was for something very special though. So like okay. my Jordan, you find in a way that yeah. why was like honestly, I would have crawled the rest of that if I had to, because yeah. that why was so strong. Like okay. crazy strong. Like so like we I don't know where I was. I was 16 kilometers in on the third day of the run. So that's like, like maybe probably halfway through, halfway through the run, we'll say maybe a bit less. Um, and I had to walk because my knee was just. Uh, no, I do this. I, I don't know if this probably isn't healthy, but I do this for everyone. Like I would load up on ibuprofen or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and ibuprofen, is it? Yeah, I think. Uh, anti inflammatory. An anti inflammatory. Yeah. yeah. If I was injured, like I'd load up on that, and I'd. Um, make sure that I give myself every opportunity to finish something but my um, my knee I actually couldn't walk I was stood there uh, on the side of the road and my mother was my like basically pick crew she was like driving behind me and I was like man wait I can't walk she was like sit down for a minute and she drove to the pharmacy and she'd loaded me to the gills with ibuprofen <laughs> I was not healthy 
but I started I started walking and next thing I was running again then and it was fine but you know why is so strong you uh find a way you would find like, you would find a way but that was so different to and I've applied this to everything else I've done after but like all these things are just adventures like when are you going to like when was I ever going to get a chance to run across Ireland and run from Sandy Mount to Salt Hill and have the time in my life to do that and then go down and cycle into the country with my best friends in memory of a best friend like that's once in a lifetime things so you have to grab that with both ends and just go with it and no matter how sore or hard, hard it is you'll make sure you get to the finish line and that's crazy that's that is you, but you have to see, you you have to see marathons as an adventure like you're the gift of time you're in the, like the you can run you're young you have the time that to do a marathon you don't you don't have kids you don't have anything you have the time to do it so why not just like love it and embrace it and just get on with it that no that is it and that's what i was trying to explain the last couple of weeks like every time i was going out on a long run i'd be buzzing i wouldn't be able to sleep the night before i'd be so excited for it and not even joking like i'd be so reared up for it like i can't wait about in this run and like i just go out put in like a really good podcast or else I wouldn't maybe listen for the first like 10 16 kilometers I wouldn't listen to anything because it's really dark in the morning like it's you know five in the morning whatever or even if I'm going out a bit earlier sometimes like right a half four or five and like the sun is coming up and you can hear like the birds and like I don't know like you're just so grateful for your body for being able to do it like because I train where I train park it's in Centennial Park it's up the road there and like there's so many people who train there for like marathons and triathlons and etc and I'm not joking you see people up there like with like prosthetic legs some people are barely able to like walk and they're training and they're trying to train themselves back to walk and you're out there being able to run but and I know it might sound mad but like it's perspective is everything like and I keep saying it but like 100% like I was out there, healthy lungs, healthy legs. My body was carrying me through this. And I was like, I feel like so I've never, I know it sounds mad, but I just, you never feel so alive, like in your life. Like I had tears in my eyes then because Katie came and met me, one of the girls um, came and met me then for the last like 12 kilometers. God bless her. She thought it was only going to be six <laughs> And I twelve kilometers left. I said nothing. I was like, "I'll say nothing here." Like, and um, we uh, yeah, we, we twelve left, and then she was like, "Are we nearly finished here?" And I was like, "Ah, we have six to go." And she goes, "Oh, fuck's sake!" <laughs> and and we got through. But I I nearly tears in my eyes when I saw her to help me get through the last bit of it. Like you know, it's just I don't know. It's just unbelievable. And it's when you have that gratitude that you're able to do it, you know, I think it's when you're doing it for people who mightn't have been able, or when you see people who are still out trying, who would do anything, like absolutely anything to be in your position. Like you said, like when you're young, fit, healthy, like when you have that behind you, you're just like, Oh my God, like if I can do it, I will kind of thing, you know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And they're pure like adventures. Yeah. Um, and you have to see him as adventurous, like, I don't know. Like, I, what I, I maybe on a run now where you would have found it very hard that you didn't think you'd complete it. And, like, do you have any, like, split-second moments of, like, or is there anything that goes through your head in particular where that will push you on? Um, I'd be very aware of the negative, of my negative self-talk when I'm running. And I, like, let it like give myself the moment so if like someone's having to a strap like just let them have their strap and then talk to them yeah. after so I let myself yeah. have, I left myself have my strap in my head and I'm like right what could that do for you just come on and um, we'll go on another another kilometer so we'll see how we are and then negative self-talk might come in again and then I just like I let it go to a certain point but I'm like call myself out and I'm like are you fucking serious just shut like come on I'm like, just shut the fuck up like and come on but the best thing I ever read was uh, Dean Carnazes. He's a, he was an ultra runner, but he said uh, his thing was the next checkpoint. So we'll just go to the next checkpoint. So I applied that into my first narrative. We'll get to the next checkpoint. But you'll never give up on a checkpoint because there's so much people around. 
if that makes sense to you, you'll yeah. never, if you're going to give up, you'll never give up in a place where so much people can see you giving up because yeah. you'll feel too like guilty. So then yeah. every time you pass a checkpoint, you're going to the next checkpoint and you'll never give up the next checkpoint. But it's just, I don't know, it just reframes your mind to, you really have to focus on the next like yeah. footstep. That's, that's nearly always been like when I said the next kilometer, like you're breaking it down into something small, but it's really your next footstep. And when you break everything down to like your next step and all you worry about is your next step. So like, I'll give my bit next, I'll put my best. It's so cringy, but I'll put my best step forward. And if you put your best step forward every time and you tell yourself, you let yourself have to drop and you're like, well, we'll get to the next kilometer. And in the next kilometer, all you focus on is left foot, right foot, breath, left foot, right foot, breath. All of a sudden you're probably going to go five kilometers because you're so inside your own head, worried about left foot, right foot, deep breath, left foot, right foot, deep breath. And it's just, Piles on, but like I always say, like the best thing is to let yourself have a strap because if you don't, I don't know. I I just always felt better for having let myself have the negative self talk. Yeah, allow it, for it. Allow, allow it. Allow it. Allow it. Yeah, and then just yeah. let it pass off because if you don't, it'll keep nagging at you and nagging at you and nagging at you. You just yeah. have to kind of like get through it. Absolutely no, absolutely I agree. Like I always feel like I know what you mean. Like I always feel like that, and I'm like. I always see it as like exactly what you're saying as in like you know that's not you that's just your thoughts and like that's just an a strap that someone's having in your head and it's not actually like you you know and that's the way I always see it and I always just allow space for it and I'm like you know okay that's all happening but I the way I see it is like I'm as thick as I know what I'm going to finish on it anyway. So I may as well make it a nice place in my head for it to be because it's going to be a long road up. It's like, that's the way I feel. 100%. Yeah, 100%. it's going to be a long day here now because like the thing is that like not finishing it isn't an option. So you may as well make it a nice place to be. And like what I always do is when I find the going getting really tough, I just say to myself like, you know, y- you can do it like you're well able you have it in you take it easy like take it handy you can do it and like that just one step in front of the other and I always think that that's such a good way of of looking at things park is just the next kilometer like just get through the next kilometer then get through the next one then get through the next one and next thing you know you're back in like a flow again and you're like Jesus, isn't it but there's so much yeah it's like it's letting that there's ups and downs so it's just letting the down pass and being able to ride the down so that you get back on the up again but you just have to get through the down yeah it makes sense because like any long run is just like really hard times and then all of a sudden it'll be really easy a few kilometers later but there's a few um things like smiling um helps an awful lot as you said positive self-talk but smiling has actually helped an awful lot when my runs uh, you look like a freak running down the road smiling <laughs> I but um, I don't know what book I was I listened to audiobooks on some long runs and it was saying like I don't know what the percentage is but they got people like running or was it cycling I think on a stationary bike and then every so often they flashed um, like really split second smiley faces to their to their screen like not so much you'd actually see it but some not so much you'd fully see it but you'd notice it and on the other side they split uh, frowning faces so like what you call them like yeah, sad emojis basically yeah, on the screen again split second not so much you'd actually properly see it but so much you'd notice it and the, they said give up when you want to give up and the smiley face people have gone like was it four or five kilometers longer than the people who had the yeah. sad faces and so they were saying like just like smiling actually will help you and yeah there is something the, there's signs behind that of like if you smile like your brain like sends happy hormones or something to your head yeah and it doesn't like and it, but it doesn't think it, and it doesn't feel as um whatever you're doing doesn't feel as hard if you're smiling basically as well. yeah. but anyway i often smile like on a very long run which you look free you know you're not smiling for like I smiling for a few seconds say, I but i'm not i'm like I'd say they think well I am tapped like and you are as well so it suits you well but I'd be out running like and I'd be roared at people I'd be more at them and they'd be like Jesus Christ yeah 100% <laughs> I'd 
They're like, so what's wrong with your mind? Yeah, it's so funny, especially I feel like, I don't know, I could be so wrong, but some of the Aussies for here, they don't get our humour at all at all. Like, they don't. And like, I just get some kick out of it. Like, I'm here running, I'm like, and they're just looking at me like, what the hell? And then the odd time you get someone back and they're on just as big of a high as you are and they're roaring back. They're like, lovely morning, isn't it? You know, and it's, it's lovely, like, you know, but yeah, it's so funny. I get some kick out of that sometimes when I run it. I say they're like, this one is not well in the head, like, <laughs> but I'm not like, so <laughs> it makes sense. They're right, like. Yeah, they're absolutely right. They're absolutely right, Mark. So when you were saying about like, attaching your whole identity like to running and stuff like that part what are what kind of steps have you been taking to like move away from that like are you are you trying to like put yourself into different things or just like you know taking a bit of a step back and and regrouping um well i'm playing hurling out a minute i'm actually not i'm going for i'm going for a few five k's um i'm like maybe one a week um but i very much so focused on finding a course that, like the HR, finding a course that would, um, I think, suit me and then putting a lot of energy into, like, um, researching about that even before, ever before I like, go into it and putting a lot of energy into that. Yeah. So that, um, I don't know, I just feel like it would take a bit away from all the running and me, like, worrying about the running. Uh, you probably find I don't, like, post on social media as much as I used to, and I will go back to it, but I just need some like time and space to like. Uh, absolutely, um, sorry. You need sometimes you just need that time and space to regroup, like you know. Hundred percent, um, and I feel like that's given me a like an awful lot of ease as well. And there's no like pressure on, like posts on social media. Like people who like don't post on social media, that wouldn't understand. But there's actually such a pressure on making sure you get something out. Or is it every day or every second day making sure it's valuable making sure it's valuable make sure people get stuff out of it make sure you're happy with it making sure what you're saying makes sense or what there's i don't know well, there i is. found it very stressful at times but definitely getting stepping away from that and not posting as much and not people not like yeah the pressure but like people not like seeing like people would always see me as like a runner so like if i don't post as much i feel like it's gone down and no one like takes much notice of what I do anymore really absolutely. which absolutely I think Park like well my father also says this he says okay pressure is for tires which is so true and like no one is actually like you're so in your own head at times like no one's actually oh, no one keep no one thinking 100% and I think 100%. Park, you're gonna help so many people who listen to this podcast like whether it's hurlers because it's a huge thing as well for hurlers and footballers at home park like again as well of this thing athletes like in general yourself like with the running attaching your whole identity and self-worth to just that it is very very fucking difficult park moving away from that and like you doing that as is and just voicing that even on this podcast like and if anyone listens to it just knowing that they're not alone and how they're feeling you know and that it's okay to take a step back and like you know again that's you again being inspiring in the sense of like yeah I will do whatever it is those goals that I have in good time but for now I need to look after myself in my own head and like figure out who I am and what do I like and what what who am I outside of all of this and that's very hard but you know it's so I think it's so inspiring especially I don't know I could be so wrong but like I think it's harder now I don't know I could be wrong in saying this but I do think it's harder as well for men to detach like from from this whole thing because they're like Jesus Christ like I was always the runner now and like you know, now what are people going to think? Like, what are they going to think? I'm a failure. I, I'm not doing it anymore. Do people think I've given up? Like, all this is going on in your head. And the exact same thing happened to me, like, when I was very lean. Like, I attached all my self-worth to, like, having abs. And if I went outside the house and I didn't have abs, no joke, like, be, or if I wasn't lean, I was like, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, she's, she's a useless PT. She's not fit enough she's let herself go 
all this shit going on in my head and like I was so unhealthy I was the behaviors I was engaged in were so unhealthy I had no period like I was my mental health was in the gutter like you know so you just perspective is everything and like if people actually know what's going on it's really good because other people can relate like you know what I mean 100 percent. but you actually I'd say you helped an awful lot of people and still helped an awful lot of people with that um like healthy behaviors or healthy behavior towards yeah. eating or healthy um I can't remember what you well like what body is. yeah like but you've helped an awful lot of um like, like you even helped me I was able to go on the last holiday I was on yeah and I don't take like not that I take I always like, read your posts and stuff like that but I, I don't take I don't like I wouldn't be interacting or commenting all the time yeah. or whatever yeah. messaging all the time yeah. but I still took something out of it because I was actually able to go on the last holiday and not like have a full-on six-pack and I like would have always been someone who goes on holidays with like I got half that abs and then yeah. I'd be there like squeeze I'd be there squeezing the feather on my abs if I yeah if I put on a small bit I'm like Jesus Christ and you're trying to now this is I still I still train like I'd say nearly every day on holidays but that's just because you love like it. I mean I, well, I love it but I mean I'm drinking and I'm always like I'll I'll combat a tiny bit of this in some way Jesus, I'd love to coach I, you I don't know, but I, but even like, even I, I don't know, I was like, Jesus, combat this in some way, but even like in my head, if I'm not, I know I'm not talking about hour long sessions, I'm talking about 20 really, minutes. No, I know, I know, I know. Do you know I, what I mean? I know, but I still, know, I feel like the 20 minutes helps me. Still good the, the 20, yeah, yeah it helps yeah. me so much. And I feel like it's, it's probably negative now the more I think about it, but I feel like I can go to dinner and enjoy all the drinks and all the food that I want and not feel any bit of guilt. Whereas if I didn't, I actually would feel. A small bit guilty. Yeah, I'll have but to, I, we'll have to have words after. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> but I always feel, I don't know, I can just sit down and relax and actually eat. Now, like if you've seen me eat now, like I eat like an absolute horse. Like if I didn't train, I'd actually, I'd actually be the size of a house. But, um, but even all the running, like it, I often say like exercise allows me to eat like an absolute hound. Because <laughs> I love food so much that I love food so much that when I run and burn loads of calories, I actually can I actually can eat what I want most of the time. No, obviously there's a line there somewhere, like, but I do enjoy a good takeaway after a long run, like, yeah. and I just there's not an ounce of anything, and I know I'm not going to put on weight, I know not, nothing's going to come from it, like, I'm like this is fucking unbelievable. Please, I'll have to iron a few bits out of you now. <laughs> no, genuinely, I actually will, like, but yeah. No, I know what you're trying to say, but Forex, you know what? It's lovely as well because I work with a lot of young fellas. Um, a lot of lads from college have come to me, you know, and it's so nice, first of all, that they can trust in me, which is absolutely lovely because like they know me well. It's very hard to open up to someone that you know. So it's lovely that I can hold a safe space for them. And I just think it's so nice for you to even mention that like it's not just something that happens in females. Body image is very much present in 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 men. Oh, that's massive, it's massive in massive in men. Yeah. Massive. Like I don't think people understand. Like, like people would say, like, oh, it's it's huge in women, like, but it's massive in yeah. men. Yeah. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And I don't think you only, I don't think you realize it until, like, you know, you go on holidays or something like that, and you see, like, every time I go on holidays, I always feel the need to, like, be in like very, very, very good shape. And it's only the last holiday I was like, what's the actual need of this? Like, do you know. I was like, I was like, what's who actually is looking at me so much that they actually care? And then uh, I was um like I went to Abu Dhabi and I put in a, like I was in the middle of training now for hundred miles. So like just inevitably when you're in that training space, you're in good shape. Like you just it just happens that you are in good shape because you spend so much, you like your you have to be on point with your diet because all your nutrition is based around your your really long runs and you have to make sure you're well fed before and after and and we're just really looking after your diet not even so much as in uh not so much how much you're eating calorie not even yeah. calories wise but it's just it's making you're sure you're getting good nutritious well. food so yeah. that you're recovering yeah. properly yeah yeah you're uh-huh. eating well basically you've you're, you're, you're like don't you yeah but you'll be in good shape and it was yeah. like last last i was on i was looking and i was looking at the difference and the difference in my approach from how that, and I was actually looking at the difference in my body from the two of them, and I was like, Jesus, there's so much effort goes in for like, yeah, for so you don't even notice the difference. You don't even notice the difference. No, in yourself, really, like, no. Horrick, that's actually it. And the thing is, look, at the back of it all, 
you're a fit healthy young fella at the back of it all like god forbid if you're carrying the smallest bit more body fat than normal you're still fit and healthy and do you know what i mean you look after yourself and like that 100 principles at the back of it and like honestly i'm so glad that we touched on this because the amount of males that come to me and reach out to me that really really struggle and some friends i've chatted to and like you know you're probably maybe i'd say the 20th person around that on average who i've talked to who would have struggled maybe about it and and not even knowing that you are like nearly do you know no it's, knowing that you're it's, being so, it's hard so ingrained yeah 100% it's so ingrained in your head that you just don't take any notice of it and I, I don't yeah. know what it's from it's that especially well it's in anyone a big thing is like you're going to stay the same size if you don't allow yourself to put on body fat and that's yeah. been a huge thing for me and that like you're not going to put on any muscle if you're constantly in a calorie deficit and like you have to put yourself into calorie surplus to build muscle so if you don't you're going to stay the same size so you can either be sad there and be in a calorie deficit all the time or else put on some muscle see a good change in yourself absolutely and eat it's huge like yeah i I only thought about that the last day no absolutely and also as well like it's not optimal to be in a calorie deficit all the time this is just the last thing i want to touch on the amount you need to eat for run because lord love and jesus i am eating left right and center work i need to but this is like, this is what I'm saying to you, that when you're running, you can actually, you can eat like an absolute horse. It's the best thing ever. But it's a dangerous, it's dangerous. It's dangerous though. I know, and I know like, I actually put on some amount of body fat when I stopped running for like, the la- not, not this hundred miles, the last hundred miles. Because I stayed like, I know I have to be eating healthy, like, but you actually have to, there's a point there, actually you have to like, okay, I actually need to stop eating a small bit. I blew up. Because I wasn't running, I wasn't training, and I was still eating the same amount. No, genuinely, I'd say I was eating about four thousand calories, and I'd say I was moving about taking about fifty steps in the day. Like, just no, wasn't you moving. You need that like. too. You need that too. You need that. Yeah, too. true. But like, true. yeah, I. That's one thing now. Like, you know that people are like, especially with women. I feel like with men, you've so much testosterone that like when, like, you do run like you tend to hold on to still hold on to a lot of muscle mass um you know up here leaner and stuff like that one thing i want to touch on just for anyone listening like for women like you have to if you want to start running you have to be willing to eat a lot of food number one you have to be willing to do it your runs are going to be shite if you don't fuel them properly aren't they Park? like 100 percent. you have to, like yeah 100 percent. nutrition is massive running and not even not even still um, not even nutrition wise it's the same with like water and electricity you have to yeah. make sure that you're like you can go on your day-to-day life and be dehydrated a small bit but if you go out on a run and you're dehydrated it actually massively affects your run and it might not even affect your time but how hard you perceive that run to be in your head is crazy different if you go from like a 5 out of 10 if you're hydrated to like a 7 or 8 out of 10 if you're not hydrated oh, like you actually have to look after how much you eat how much you drink and you have to be willing to just properly actually look after yourself yourself, and make sure you're well-fueled. Absolutely. And that's one thing, like, like there's a lot of people now and running seems to be trending and everyone's getting into it. And it's great. Look, it's ideal. It's great. It's great for your cardiovascular health. I actually don't don't know what kicked kicked it off so much. What? What? Like, it's just everyone's doing it. And like, there's... I've never been... I've never been so happy, but I actually was... I was looking at that, so I was like, there's so much people running. I was like, where does it even kick start oh, from? I was like, what's... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's unreal. It's unreal, yeah. It is unreal. But like, there's a couple of people doing it who aren't doing it because they love it. They're doing it because everyone else is doing it. And that's the worst thing you can do because you're going to hate every second of it. True, true. But at the same time, it's still a healthy... It's still, it's still... still... Yeah, it's still... Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know... No. Absolutely. No, it is. Yeah, you're still getting out. You're still moving. Absolutely, 100%. But then another thing is like, you know, I'd have maybe some people coming to me and they're like, look, Kate, I want to train for a 10K or a half marathon. And I'm like, okay. And like, they're just not willing to eat enough or fuel themselves enough to support their running. And like, 
another thing like I just wanted to get in is that like running for women especially isn't the most optimal thing for losing body fat because you need to fuel yourself for these runs like you're you're running for performance you're not running to lose weight yeah obviously, I always say that yeah like obviously it's it's a grand tool to use if you want to add in a bit of cardio here and there of like a 5k there and a 3k there like grand but if you're going out in these long runs and you're not fueling yourself it's just going to be horrendous like isn't it 100 and if you're not eating properly in the back of it and like on the back of your run you're going to feel like absolute shit for the rest of the day like there's so you that let's running or any long distance thing like that where you're training for a long period of time is an eating game nearly even more so than it is a a training game we need to make Absolutely. sure you're fueled right or else it'll just never work like Absolutely. it's like putting diesel into a car it's like trying to save money by not putting enough diesel into your car like if you don't put enough we're not going to make it to the end of the day you're not going to make it to your destination exactly yeah exactly absolutely no, absolutely pork usually i finish off the podcast with like just a small bit of life advice or your favorite kind of quote that that you might live by is the way i always finish it up do you have any that come to to mind i feel like choose your heart is probably the one i live by like uh if you if you make the easy if you take all the easy decisions and do everything easy your life will be hard if you make all the hard choices and do everything hard your life will be easy like that's something oh, I i've that. tried to live by jesus i love that that's so nice. jesus you definitely live by that one anyway you're not making them yeah yourself honestly no yeah. I always feel so much better as well when I do like you go for a run like or and do anything or make the hard choice and get up and go for a run like you feel so much better or they feel so much better because of it. like it's I don't know it's that's just been huge for me to be honest in how I feel absolutely and I think as well for just being able to build on that momentum like you weren't always this person like you were saying a couple of years ago you were down there in Waterford you know drinking the back arse off it and smoking or whatever and like you just made and it. I used, to, and I used to work on. I used to work on a building site in. I used to work on a building site in Tralee, and I used to smoke box fags a day as well. Like, like, I don't know. You just. I don't know what it is, but I feel like you just get one kick up the hole, and yeah. have to run with that kick up the hole, and that kick up the hole has taken me to where I am now. Yeah, like that's absolutely incredible. Like you just decided one day to make a choice. It's not like you're born with this mentality of like I can do this. Like. You just no. decided, and that was it. It was like enough is enough. I need to do something here. And who who you actually like listen to, and who you surround yourself with is massive. Like I never had um. I, I never when I started running, I never had the the kick of people of so much people running. Now I feel like when I started running, it was very um. I don't know. I didn't see no. Maybe it's because I wasn't following that kind of people, but I didn't. There wasn't a lot of people doing it. Well, so when I followed so when I followed the likes of Shane Finn and like Brian Keane at the time and all these people who were putting themselves in through the hard graft and doing all these crazy things, I feel like that also led me to where I am. So I feel like social media can be such a powerful tool yeah. to following the right following the right, the right people who are suit your interests and suit what you want, but who also um are, I suppose, somewhat inspiring. Like they'll change, probably change your life. No, absolutely. And I feel like you've been so inspiring for me the whole way up. And that is no word of a lie. The whole way up with everything I was doing, I was like, well, if he can do that, I can do this. And that that's and it's so funny, like we never tell each other those things and we should more like, do you know what I mean? But like, I suppose that's what was going through my head. Like I was like, do you know, and I remember as well, actually, for before I leave you go, I was saying it to the girls like was it a couple of weeks ago and I remember years ago, like I said to you, you you called out to my house because you were it was during lockdown and you were giving me the gentle to mental hat at the time. And I remember this, and you said you went to start a running group. I remember this. Yeah. I remember that. I forgot. I remember saying that to you, and I forgot that until I I don't know I texted you or something, and then you replied, and you were like, "Kate, remember, you said you're going to do a running group," and I said, "Holy Jesus." Like, I was like, that's mad. Like, it's mad how, like, that's the same thing for going back to the jersey, like, of, like, you saw your dad's jersey, like, maybe every day or every second day or whenever you saw it, like, it's the same thing. It's like, it was there. It's, just, it's not there, like, but it's not there, like, but there somewhere, like, in a there, floating around. 
and then you're subconscious is there yeah it is and then you're like Kate I don't know I don't know how I ended up doing the first marathon but I did but like it was there like you know and that's another thing I massively believe in like if you set your mind something or just have a vision in your head you don't need to know like we said you don't need to know how you're going to get there but you will get there if the vision I think like I feel like putting I feel like putting stuff out in the universe as well is yeah that's probably like the worst thing that's such a cringy thing if that I can say I know like no, I, don't know, I feel like that's such like a girl thing but no, it's so true no, like, it's not like, like, it's so honestly true. like talk like talking about like just saying something oh my god know, word, your words right. are very your words are very powerful like writing it down being like you know oh, 100% 100% yeah writing it down I was the same with the online business I was like I don't know how I'm going to do it but I'm going to do it every single day wrote it down every single day I didn't have a PT course I didn't have anything and like I was there in Bali then I dreamed of it I dreamed of it I was like Bali online coaching what two years later I was like what the fuck like I was like how did I like from Virgil like end up here like this is mad this is mental stuff but like yeah, I just think like writing it down is so powerful as well. You know, being able to write stuff down and be like, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but you will somehow if it's written down somewhere. I think it's something like there's 50% more chance of you reaching your goals if you've it written down. Saw that somewhere. So That's crazy. Isn't that it, like there's actually... like it's more in your head. if It's more in your head if you write it down. It's yeah. like it's there on an actual, it's not just in your head, it's actually on yeah. something like... That you can actually touch yeah. as you see it. I, I, but yeah, there's definitely something. Yeah. Absolutely, no hundred percent. Physical, that's what I mean. Yeah, physical. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Horik, thanks so much for coming on. And honestly, like, you're just so so inspiring. And this podcast is gonna help so many people. You've absolutely no idea. So thanks a million. No, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. No problem.